Some of life's greatest adventures take place on a road trip. Nothing is more enjoyable than traveling the open highway with the windows rolled down and the music turned up. Each town, each exit, an experience all its own. Hello friend, I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio, and today I'm inviting you to take a road trip with me. You see, I'm convinced that reading the Bible is the greatest literary adventure you can ever take. But with 66 books, two testaments, and more than 600,000 words, it can be a daunting journey to attempt. That's why I wrote my two-volume book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, where I give you a bird's-eye view of God's Word so you can clearly see how it all fits together. All 66 books of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. So pack your bags and join me on the ultimate road trip through the Bible. You'll be glad you did. Here's Brian with details. The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1 and 2, can be yours today by request for your gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of something good. When you order the print versions, you'll also get instant access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The online library includes electronic versions of the book, plus video sermons, audio messages, and downloadable sermon notes on all 66 books of the Bible. Visit somethinggoodradio.org to request the two-volume set and to gain immediate access to the Route 66 Digital Library. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Pastor Ron, not only did you break this project up into two volumes, but you created what you call eight different road trips, five in the Old Testament and three in the New. Why do you think this journey is one that everybody listening today needs to take? Well, obviously, Brian, the most important trip any follower of Jesus needs to take is that daily a journey into the Bible, the personal time we spend in God's Word. The Holy Spirit uses this time as the primary way that God speaks to us and leads us in our walk with Him. My goal with the ultimate road trip through the Bible was to give the reader a way to experience God's Word as one story with one main character, Jesus, who is the Christ. My hope is that by experiencing the 66 books of the Bible as eight separate road trips, well, this overarching theme will be easier to recognize and understand. Such a great idea, Pastor Ron. And this two-volume set is something we're hoping every one of our listeners will have in their library. That's why we're making The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1 and 2, available as a thank you to everyone who makes a generous year-end gift of $50 or more to Something Good Radio. And right now, there has never been a better time to give. Thanks to the generosity of some ministry friends who have provided a matching grant, the impact of your gift is doubled right now, up to $17,000. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099. Or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. Well, it's been said that the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. The problem is, he does exist. He's invisible, but very real. And his sole purpose is to destroy your relationship with God. How can we overcome his tactics and find victory? Answers come your way next on Something Good as Dr. Ron Jones kicks off his teaching series, Armored, 
dressed for victory in spiritual warfare. Stay with us here or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. With today's Something Good Radio message, The Invisible War. Here's Dr. Ron Jones. I'm reading this morning from Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10, where the Apostle Paul writes, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Frank Peretti became a best-selling author and somewhat of a household name back in the uh, late 1980s when he published a Christian novel called This Present Darkness. Some of you may remember that. It was a, uh, a wonderful introduction through the use of fiction into the world of uh, spiritual warfare. Peretti followed with an equally successful sequel to his book called Piercing the Darkness. He was a skillful author and writer, and he used his uh, ability to write fiction to give us a glimpse into the powerful forces of evil that plot and scheme to bring about destruction in the world. He personified evil. He uh, exploded the idea that the devil and his demons are a lingering myth from the medieval era. His novels were based on the words found in Ephesians chapter 6 that I just read, and uh, those words point us to an invisible war happening all around us. Today it's not popular, nor is it considered uh, intellectually elite to believe in the devil. President George W. Bush found this out uh, all the way back to 2012 during one of his State of the Union addresses. He used the phrase, axis of evil. And he used that to describe a number of countries that sponsored terrorism. The fact that he even acknowledged the presence of evil created an international uproar. Even among many Christians today, we find uh, church-going people denying the existence of, and the reality of Satan and uh, his entourage of fallen angels. However, the Bible plainly teaches that the powers of darkness are real and they are fierce. Uh, one of the names by which the God of the Bible even reveals himself is the Lord of hosts. Have you, have you read that in your Bible? The Lord of hosts, it's a name that refers to his military charge over the angels of heaven that fight against demons who attack believers in Jesus Christ. Jesus himself expressed belief in the devil, mentioning him uh, many times in the Gospels. In fact, the first time he ever mentioned the church, the ecclesia of God, he took his disciples to a place called Caesarea Philippi. It was a place of profound pagan worship. Archaeologists believe that they actually did uh, uh, child sacrifices at Caesarea Philippi. There's some evidence to that. But it was in that hellish place that Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's as though Jesus was saying to his disciples, 
Uh, as you carry out my commissioning, just know that you do it in direct confrontation with the powers of darkness. Now, this may sound strange to uh, some of your ears today, but as strange as it sounds, we, we deny the devil's reality to our peril. The enemy of our soul would like nothing more than for us to disbelieve in his existence or to sort of ignore him, or worse yet, to think of him as a cartoon character in a red suit. He would love for us to think of him that way. C.S. Lewis provided some balance in his uh, uh, book about, um, about spiritual warfare. He said there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. And I think Lewis had it right. There are kind of two camps, right? There's the devil and demon behind every bush camp, right? And then there are those who are just walking through this world's rather oblivious to the invisible war that we are in. Uh, one of the primary reasons I believe some followers of Jesus Christ are uh, walking around in defeat is because they don't know they're in a war. And uh, in part, uh, this series is meant to, to pull back the veil and to bring some reality uh, to the unseen world. We often go about giving little to no thought about the enemy who is waging a tactical war against us. If you're going to win a battle, you got to know that you're in the war, right? And that's what Ephesians chapter 6 uh, makes abundantly clear. Now, I was, want us to dive into these verses that I read earlier, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 13, and to help us kind of get our minds and our hearts around what this text is saying, I want us to sort of come to terms with spiritual warfare. And what I mean by that is good Bible study begins in part by, by circling those terms, those key words in a text. Sometimes you come to a text and there may be one or two words, terms that you need to dive deeper into. This text is packed full of them. And our understanding of the invisible war that we are in will, will come to surface and to light as we uh, examine some of these terms. The first one is found in verse 10 where it says, we are to stand against the schemes of the devil. Just circle that word schemes in your Bible. It speaks of the devil's deceptive strategies in warfare. Another translation says the wiles of the devil. He's a wily creature a deceptive creature. Wiles refers to his war plans and to his strategies. And it reminds me of what the Apostle Paul said to the church in Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. He warned them not to allow Satan to have an advantage. And then he said these very interesting words. He says, for we, that is Paul and his team, we are not ignorant of the devil's schemes. I wonder if that could be described, describing you today. Are you ignorant and rather oblivious to the devil's schemes, to his wiles, to his war plans, to his strategies? Some of his favorite and most successful war plans include doubt and discouragement, disease, deception. I'm on a roll with the D's here, so let's just stay there. How about divorce, debt? The Bible says that even he has some in bondage over the fear of death. And these are just, just some of his schemes. Next week we will unmask the schemes of the devil in detail. So not a one of us in this place 
it would ever be said of us that we are ignorant of his schemes. No, we want, we want to We want to unmask them. We want to put them on display. In the meantime, know this, the devil operates one of the best war colleges in the cosmos. Having developed time-tested strategies that work on people in every generation, he is tactical in the way he tempts. He is deliberate in the way he deceives. Know your enemy applies in spiritual warfare as much as it applies in any of the war games that they play at the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., There's another term that's important for us to grab onto here, and it's the word wrestle. You see it in verse 12? It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. It pictures a man in a wrestling match with a tight grip on his opponent, pressing hard and uh, straining every muscle in him in order to pin his adversary to the ground. It's a reminder that it takes all of one's energy Uh, to fight and to resist and to uh, win the spiritual victory. Uh, Some of you may be thinking that the Christian life is not a wrestling match. It's not a battle. It's more like a carnival cruise ship, right? And we come to church and we uh, sit in a lounge chair on the Lido deck with a view and we await for somebody to bring us that uh, umbrella drink, that little blue one in the hurricane glass. If that's your view of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're in for a rude awakening. Uh, The church is not a cruise ship. It's not a vacation. It's a battleship. And our mission is to take the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ into the world in order to set the POWs free. Jesus came to set the captives free those prisoners of war that are in uh, the devil's camp. We'll return to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones in just a moment. To listen to any of Ron's messages on demand, just stop by somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, be sure to access the Something Good digital library with more than 500 hours of video and audio teaching from Dr. Ron Jones. Search by scripture or topic. You'll find all that and more at somethinggoodradio.org. Every issue we face, bitterness, depression, drug or alcohol addiction, has an underlying spiritual root. Some refuse to believe it, and that's often why they can't find deliverance. Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good radio message, The Invisible War. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3 says, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's military language. And it led uh, someone in the church decades ago to write the hymn that we used to sing, Onward Christian Soldiers, and for ministry organizations like the Salvation Army to be formed because uh, people who wrote those hymns and formed those ministry organizations had some sense that we are soldiers of Jesus Christ. We're not on a cruise ship. We're on a battleship. We are soldiers in the army, and we have a mission to carry out. That's how we need to think of ourselves in the church. Satan and his demons, they run uh, Guantanamo-like camps with prisoners held hostage by drugs, alcohol, dysfunctional relationships. I I made this list. Illicit sex, bitterness, anger, hopelessness, discouragement, low self-esteem, depression, arrogance, and, and we could go on. Psychologists often attach clinical names to what in reality are spiritual bondages and to people who are POWs in the devil's camp. 
If Satan can cripple us individually, he has a much better chance of destroying families, destroying churches, destroying communities, and even destroying nations. The war is real. Uh, the enemy of our soul is unrelenting. And back to Ephesians 6, some of the terms also suggest that he is highly organized. Um, in verse 12, we see terms like rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, and spiritual forces. All of this implies that the devil has a, a very organized army himself. Uh, but how did all of this come about? Does the Bible give us any insight into how the devil became the devil? Well, um, the Bible says that a great army of fallen angels, as many as one-third of the heavenly hosts, followed Lucifer in a cosmic rebellion. You can read about that in Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28. The Old Testament gives us some glimpse into what happened even um, before Genesis 1 and verse 1, long before the creation story, we might say. Lucifer was one of the highest-ranking and most beautiful angels in heaven. Some think he might have even been a worship leader. Pride led to his fall and to his subsequent rebellion. And today the devil leads his forces of evil according to a hierarchy of head officers, staff officers, divisional commanders. Yeah, the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers, the spiritual forces, highly organized very tactical in their methods. Now, the devil and his demons, they're, they're not, um, well, the omnis don't apply to them. He's not omnipresent, that is, you know, everywhere at all times. He's not omnipotent, only God is all-powerful. He's not omniscient, that is, he knows all things. His power is limited, his knowledge is limited, his ability to be in all places at all times is limited, which which is uh, more reason why he needs to organize the fallen angels into um, uh, strategists and commanders that even have authority over geographic territories. Now you're saying, Ron, this is a little bit out there. Sounds like a, a wild Hollywood movie. No, I'm just trying to take the Bible at face value here. Hold your place in Ephesians chapter 6 and go with me into the Old Testament to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 10. This is another place in the scriptures that pulls back the veil and gives us a little bit of insight into uh, the spiritual battle, this invisible war that is happening. I'll pick it up in verse 12 of Daniel chapter 10 where Daniel says, uh, then he said to me, he being the messenger of the Lord, fear not, Daniel, for from this first day you set your heart to understand and humbled yourself before your God. Your words have been heard, and I have come because of your words. And here's what the messenger of the Lord said to Daniel. The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I was left there with the kings of Persia, and I came to help you understand what is to happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision is for the days to come. 
Well, every time I read this, chills run up and down my spine when I think of uh, uh, the scene that is happening here. Daniel had been fasting and praying for 21 days when an angel of the Lord appeared to him and told him why the answer to his prayer was delayed. And that messenger of the Lord said, it was because the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. What is that all about? Well, according to the Lord's messenger, a, a prince of the underworld, we might say, had been assigned to the kingdom of Persia. Remember, Satan and his demons are not omnipresent. Satan can't be in this place and in another place at the same time, so he has to assign you know, his commanders. This prince's job was to stand in the way of the Lord's work in the region of Persia during Daniel's time. And he was so good at carrying out his assignment that the Lord's messenger had to call for help. And the scripture says that Michael, yeah, Michael the archangel came to the rescue. And what happened, what ensued was a battle going on in the spiritual realm. Daniel was just home praying for 21 days. Why did it take 21 days for a breakthrough to take place in the spiritual realm and for the answer to come for Daniel? We, we, we don't know. We don't know why there was any significance to 21 days. But what we learn from this scene is that sustained and fervent prayer really matters. Daniel stayed at the business of prayer. It mobilizes heaven in a way that helps us win the victory over rulers and authorities and cosmic powers and spiritual forces. An insight into the invisible war through Ephesians 6 and Daniel chapter 10 will truly change your prayer life to where you're not just casually sitting back on the Lido deck saying, God, give me this or give me that. No. Uh, Paul talks about warfare prayer in Ephesians chapter 6. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. He says, after we clothe ourselves and dress ourselves with the uh, armor of God. Thanks so much for being here today for Dr. Ron Jones' message, The Invisible War. Stop by somethinggoodradio.org to hear any of Ron's messages on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. If you've been with us for a while, if you're a regular listener and God is using this broadcast in your life, I want to speak directly to you. When you first tuned in or streamed Something Good, did you know that other people paid to air that program? We call them our ministry partners. They have people just like you in mind when they donate monthly to Something Good, which is a 100% listener-supported ministry. Now that you're a regular listener, will you do the same? Will you help us share something good with someone else? We created the 828 Club for people who choose to partner with this ministry through prayer and monthly financial support. It's based on Romans 8.28, which in the message says, every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. I'm asking you to prayerfully consider joining the 828 Club today by giving $28 or more per month to share something good with someone else. And when you do, we'll send you some resources to help you grow in your relationship with God. It's our way of saying thanks for your partnership in this gospel ministry. So please join the 828 Club today. Here's Brian with all the details. 
Remember, when you partner with us, we'll send you a free copy of Ron Jones' full-length book, Mysteries of the Afterlife, Exploring Its Amazing Secrets. To join the 828 Club today, please visit our new and improved website, somethinggoodradio.org, and use the Partners tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org or call us at 757-276-1099. But even as we highlight the word against, I'm reminded of Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Isn't that good news? To whatever extent Satan is against us, God is for us a trillion times more. And that's important to remember so we don't become discouraged and defeated. That's tomorrow when Dr. Ron Jones shares part two of his message, The Invisible War. Join us then for something good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for listening.